you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Good morning, football presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky live in New York City. As always, Wednesday, January 3rd. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Guys, kind of an awkward feeling with no Monday night football, no Thursday night football. Peter, do you feel like you're extra magnifying glass focused on any one specific yes. matchup? This I've week? been studying the Texans depth chart for now yes. close to three straight days. We can Ooh. go deep on Blake Cashman if we need. Yep. Uh, it is weird. Usually we start the show on Tuesday recapping Monday Night Football. We didn't do that yesterday. Yep. And usually we spend Wednesday and Thursday previewing Thursday Night Football. We didn't do that. Fortunately, we have a full slate of games, and just about every single one of them is significant. Such a thrill. Absolutely blocked. Leave block. It was a party in the Ravens locker room. You've seen it. They clinched the number one seed in the AFC and that ever-important first-round buy. So pop some confetti, drop it, drop it low, and then get back to work. Because there's some decisions to make. They've got a game to play on Saturday against their division rival, the Steelers, who have a lot on the line. They're looking to get to the postseason themselves with the quarterback situation, which we will talk about. It does bring up an issue in Baltimore, though. Do you rest starters come Week 18? How does one handle that? John Harbaugh was asked this question on Monday. Here's his response. I have not made a decision on any personnel yet. we got to kind of work through the injury part of it first, and that will take us probably 24 to 48 hours to get a real handle on that. Uh, and then we'll make those decisions. Uh, we're not going to keep it a secret, Jamison. Uh, we'll let you know what we're going to do uh, once we start practicing. All right, so the Ravens will practice later today. Uh-huh. We'll get a little bit more clarity on that. But if you are Baltimore, if you are Harbaugh and try to make this decision, how would you approach this Week 18 game, Peter, against the Steelers? It's the Steelers. Okay. 
that's where the one thing is different than if they were playing a random team or a team that didn't need anything. Uh-huh. It's the Steelers. Uh-huh. As Baltimore Ravens, are you going to let the Steelers backdoor into the playoffs? Because all the Steelers need is for the Dolphins to beat the Bills and then a Steelers win, and then they're in. And then the Steelers are the seventh seed. And guess what? If the Steelers are the seventh seed, beat the two seed, whether that's Miami or whoever, guess who they play the next round, divisional round? That's the Ravens. Yeah. You just let your arch-rival Steelers come into the playoffs. Now suddenly would be a team that has four straight wins, just beat the number two seed in their building, coming in with a head full of steam, facing you in your building, which has not exactly uh, been the, the place that no one fears to go, everyone fears to go uh-huh. in the playoffs of late. And you're doing it because you let them in in week 18. Mm. And you let them in because you said, nah, it means nothing to us. That would also mean they had swept... The Ravens in the regular season. The Steelers beat the Ravens earlier this year. Kenny mm. Pickett hitting George Pickens along the sideline. Yeah. I put all this out there because <laughs> the Ravens could just end the Steelers' season. Uh-huh. You beat the Steelers, they're done. We're, and guess what? We did it to you. Harbaugh did it to Tomlin. Or they could play this smart and say, well, you rest your starters because God forbid you get another injury and then you'd be kicking yourselves the rest of the yeah. offseason. It, it's fascinating. Here's the truth of the matter. Ravens will rest players. I would be shocked if we see Lamar Jackson. I would be shocked if we see Kyle Hamilton. Be shocked if we see guys like Roquan and Patrick Queen. Their backup, Tyler Huntley, he was a pro bowler last year. Damn right he was. Pretty good. Damn right. They've got a bunch of guys who probably need a little rest here and there, but I don't think you lay down and just say, all right, have this one. Go for it. We're not going to injure anybody. Look, this is our six-string tight end. I say you try to win that game. Okay. And Tyler Huntley, play the best game you possibly can because eventually you're going to be a free agent and you're going to say, hey, this is my tape. I did it at a Pro Bowl season no two years ago and look what I did in Week 18. I beat the Steelers, knocked them out. Last year, the Lions had nothing to play for in Week 18. Mm-hmm. Totally different situation. Their season was going nowhere. The Ravens' case, they have nothing to play for because their season is already set. And they upset the Packers and beat the Packers and broke their division rivals' hearts. Yeah. I don't want to see the Ravens just lie down and say, just take it. I'd like to see the Ravens go out there and try to beat the Steelers, A, for competitive reasons, but B, If you're a Ravens fan, you don't want to see that logo possibly lingering and coming into your building in the second round of the playoffs. Who has a backup quarterback that was a Pro Bowler last year? Was he on Team Eli or Team Peyton? I don't know. Adam Lawrence, look it up. Snoop Huntley, which team was he on the flag football game? Wasn't that also Snoop Dogg and somebody else? was? Yeah, uh, Pete Davidson. Davidson, Was he on Davidson or or, or on Snoop's team? I I love that we're here. The season is bookended by, in August, how much should starters play in the preseason? And we have arrived at rest versus rust. No. We made it. It's a great time of year. The elephant in the room is the 2019 Ravens. Yeah. 2019 Ravens, lest you forget, were a 14-2 and team that were the story of the league. Big trust and Mark Ingram and Lamar is wrapping up an MVP campaign like he is now. It wasn't like this year where for half the year it was the Niners and Eagles. It was Ravens from start to finish. Last game of the season – Guess who they're playing? The Steelers. Last game of the season. Lamar doesn't play. Ingram doesn't play. Andrews doesn't play. Marshall Yanda doesn't play. And who cares what happens in the game? The problem is, is that then they have their nice little bye, and then they have this kind of like feisty, motivated Titans team that comes in. And Harbaugh's been talking about it all yesterday at length, Mm -hmm. comparing the 2019, and he's Mm -hmm. all around. If you look through it through the lens of 2019, we didn't play better, we didn't play better. They've done the thing where they rested him, didn't even dress him anything. 
Titans show up. Jason, what happened to that incredible Ravens team that day against the Titans team? I'm sure they just ran through. Oh, my goodness. The Tennessee Titans, remember, they beat the Patriots, and they came in rolling. I think Derrick Henry is still running down the sideline. And throwing. Oh, my goodness. I remember him and pushing Earl Thomas in the back 18 times. That they was that game. They smacked rolled them. On them. Rolled on them. This is the one. So this team, you might say this team was a better Ravens team than this one. I mean, this, this was unbelievable. And I think we all remember where we were. They just got smacked. They showed up with nothing. Derrick Henry's throwing passes. He's throwing defenders from start to finish. So is there a scar tissue? Is there a, hold on a second. Let's maybe handle ourselves a little bit differently because Corey Davis is lighting us up in the back Earl of the end zone. Thomas and Marcus Peters just had a long Unbelievable. Day, yes. I'm not mistaken. So they've been through it. They've had the hotshot team with the MVP quarterback. They rested, and they were flat in this game at home in the castle. Do you play people more? My answer to that is hell no. Yep. Get them off the field. Not a chance. Listen, we are in the wake of this terrible Bradley Chubb injury, and I think for the first time maybe Mike McDaniel is taking some heat about what was he doing out there. No bleeping way am I having any of those linebackers. No Zay Flowers, no Odell, nobody. Sit down, play the odds. The injuries are too dangerous, too scary. The team's too good. Does it matter that it's the Steelers? I mean, I know what you're saying. If you're the Ravens, don't, isn't there a party that, like, the Steelers can get in the playoffs, fine, we'll see them. we, we got business <laughs> with them. Like, we're, we're not, if this run comes to an end because Mason Rudolph beats us at home, then we shouldn't be in there anyway. You know what fair, I'm saying? Fair. Yeah. I get your point, too, but we'll see. To your point, that game in 2019, they beat the Steelers in that last game, and RG3 was the starting quarterback against Duck Hodges. In ah, that, that so, was RG3 versus Duck? Yes, wow. they, they won that game. They figured out a way. So RG3 should still be starting. That's what I hear, right? Let's go. Yeah. It's not Rob. He's still 4-4. I think he was racing an eagle the other week, and he was absolutely rolling. But to your point, I don't think you play the Stars. If anything, the only thing you do is maybe th during the week of practice, you change up what you did of the, the starters getting some reps and continue to work on their game in preparation for what's coming. But I do think you put in Snoop Huntley and all of those guys and let them go. But your game plan, you're gonna you're gonna play this game to win just with your backup players mm -hmm. and everything that went on in 2019. There's still players on that team, so I think you still learn from your experience. You have guys like a Michael Pierce or a Ronnie Staley or Lamar Jackson stand up in front of the room and talk about what they did that week and the things that they would change to change this year from that year. So I think you do still rest the stars, but now you have the experience of what you went through that time. Okay, but to pull a pair from the Harbaugh decision-making tree, a parallel could be is that in 2017, the Ravens fly to London on the Thursday night to Friday morning flight, okay? They spend the 48 hours, kickoff happens against the Jaguars, they get blown out by the Jaguars, 44-7 to mm -hmm. in this game against London. Years later, this fall, the Ravens get assigned a London game. John Harbaugh says, I'm going to do the exact opposite of everything we did in 2017. Sure. 2017 was an atrocious coaching experience for him. So he brought the team over Monday night. Uh -huh. Actually, Monday day. They land Monday night. The Ravens spent a month, it felt like, in London, and they got a great result out of it. So if you're going off of that logic, maybe he pulls from the headlines of, I didn't like how that went mm -hmm. in 2019, and he does the opposite. Kind of reminds me of in the Midwest, you leave your car running for as mm -hmm. long as possible in the wintertime because like, you want to drive comfortably with no jacket on. Mm -hmm. But if you get stuck in the convenience store for a little bit too long or if you like get talking to your kid's teacher in school pickup, a little too long, the car gets cold, and you go back in, you're like, dang it, mm. I did that too long, and I had my jacket off, whatever. You don't, two weeks is a long time mm -hmm. to not play football. It feels a little uncomfortable. I get it, it's been 18 weeks, but like, well, mm. this is this is the old, I mean, Kyle said, rest versus rust. This Love was it. a really big deal with Peyton Manning's teams. Yeah. They would always old. destroy everyone. They, they would killed. destroy everybody. <laughs> they would rest the final three weeks sometimes, yeah. they would, and then they would get, they would lose in the opening right. round, or they would struggle, and it would be like, well, Rest versus Russ. We haven't had that much since they went to the seven-team playoffs yeah, yeah. because yeah. it's so competitive for so that one football. seed. Mm -hmm. And yet, 
both teams, the 49ers and the Ravens, they're in the same exact spot all those teams were all those years before where yeah. how do you stay, to your point, car running, motivated, let's go, while the rest of the league is kind of having to play for everything for two straight That Ravens-Titans game is scary. It is. To see that that could happen that badly. You're just so banged up. The Titans also were coming in with momentum, so they had just upset the Patriots in New England. Whoever plays the Ravens is going to have just upset the Dolphins or the Bills in their It's the double-edged sword of a bye, is that you get the reward of a week off and playing a team that is surging and believing themselves that just had a massive wild-card win. But you get a week off because you're the best team. Handle business. Most to your point, you mentioned the preseason. Is it a sense where it's like maybe we go play our stars for the first quarter so that they get some football in them and then we get them out Patriots as soon used to do as possible? That. Brady yeah. would start the first quarter in a lot of those Go through pregame. You're going like, through right, a practice week where on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday you're still preparing for the game. So even mentally you're still in. If you're in the, in the week and you know I'm not playing, it's just like, all right, I'm not totally. turning any Steelers film on. I can't watch the next opponent because we don't know who we're going to play next. So right. it leaves you in limbo as a player of that usual structure from a day-to-day, week-to-week that you go, that you've built your routine on. So maybe playing a little bit. Little the bit. Just a little bit. Beat the Steelers well, and get a lion spike for it. It's interesting. <laughs> you, you made that parallel to the 49ers. It's like it's cool that it's Rams, 49ers, it's Steelers, Ravens. Like yeah. these are heated hatred battles that like have to, of course, exist in week 18. For the Steelers to get into the playoffs, they of course need to beat the Ravens either. The Bills or the Jags need to lose on Sunday. So they need a, a few more cards to fold, if you will. Despite a full practice designation for Kenny Pickett yesterday, Mike Tomlin has already announced that Mason Rudolph will get the start of quarterback against Baltimore. There was some curious stuff that came out of Pittsburgh yesterday off the radio airwaves, if you will, that like Kenny Pickett was healthy and then he defended himself. And the point is, it's Mason Rudolph. How do we feel if you were a Steelers fan about Mason Rudolph at quarterback at the helm, Jason, with your season on the line? Are you excited? Mason Rudolph has just won back-to-back games. He's playing well. And I think you don't have to look any further than George Pickens. Before Mason Rudolph got in the lineup, we're talking about George Pickens not blocking and different things of that nature. Since Mason Rudolph has been quarterback these last two games, George Pickens has 326 yards and two touchdowns. That is two hell of a week. He's making tremendous catches. He's smiling on the sideline. The vibe in Pittsburgh just seems amazing right now with him at the quarterback. He has the hot hand. He's on fire to pull from NBA Jam. You keep him in there and you let him go. Kenny Pickett may be the quarterback of the future. He may not be. But for right now in the present, with an opportunity to get into the playoffs, Mason Rudolph has led this team the best. He's the quarterback. Hear me out. We've done a month of can Joe Flacco be the comeback player of the week, the year, despite only playing five weeks? Yeah. <laughs> can Mason Rudolph <laughs> be the comeback player of the year, despite only playing three weeks? <laughs> Mason Rudolph was benched for the aforementioned Duck Hodges midway through a game. Duck Hodges replaced Mason Rudolph years ago on the same team. Yet he's hung around, signed contract, came back and was like, I'll be the third string. What? Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph was a starter for this team years ago. I forgot he was on the team. Years, a lot of people did. He's third string. They brought back Trubisky and Rudolph and have a rookie quarterback and pick it last year. It was How crazy. dated does this sound? The last prior to this season, Rudolph's last start. He started for Ben Roethlisberger because Ben was out with COVID. Like, that's the last, last one? Yeah, like, but prior to this year. Three years ago. It's unbelievable. Wow. He's still there. And there's another guy in front of him, Trubisky, who's still there, who they brought in last year. So, yeah. He this, come back. This is a great story. And the fact that Tomlin's been with him the whole way through, he must have been giving him confidence in the players. They know him. It's working. Yeah. 769 days between starts for him. <laughs> the same it's a lot. It's a lot of days. It's a lot.
He still looks well, good. Rest your does. starters. Yep. He looks great. Yeah. I feel like he's like the people's quarterback right now. He's <laughs> oh. absolutely beloved. Kenny Pickett's the scrappy guy from Pitt who everybody yeah. loves. And all of a sudden it's like, give me Rudolph. Rudolph? You guys have been making dumb helmet jokes for him for about three years, and now you want him? Yeah. The headline I read. From undesirable <laughs> to undeniable. Totally. Because Kenny Pickett at the helmet was like pulling teeth to get some offensive spark, and that doesn't have to be all Kenny Pickett's fault. But at this point, with Mason Rudolph at quarterback, the Steelers have had more 30-point games than they did with anybody else at quarterback this season. It works. (laughs) It's working. Look, I mean, we mentioned the George Pickens thing. Yesterday, we had two damn Steelers running backs, one of our angry runs. Like, they're running all over the place. They look like the best show on turf right now. They're great. Yes, that, oh, man, the emotion out of that. It's thrill and anger and uh, it's everything we feel. One more more nugget what standalone game yeah nbc uh-huh. 4 steelers ravens talk about it brad allen and the crew let's see stop what's it, brad Gina. allen remind the people what is that who's the ref from saturday night so we'll see the lions cowboys yes. at the end of the game we know yes, yes. the same yeah. crew. so the league is standing behind obviously brad allen and yeah. even another 70 reported Primetime games. Here we go. Let's go. Yep, that's okay. Ian Rappaport, good morning to you. Uh, News from New Jersey yesterday that we should be aware of. A potential free agent available late, late in the season. You rarely see this. Dalvin Cook and the New York Jets agreed to mutually part ways right before week 18. Again, rarely see this. Dalvin Cook giving up a week of guaranteed salary for the uh, potential of being on waivers and then potentially being claimed. It would be a little surprised if he was claimed really nobody wants to part with a roster spot on Wednesday, but I guess stranger things have happened. Probably more likely you'd see Dalvin Cook clear waivers and then sign with someone's practice squad to potentially, potentially contribute for a playoff run. Obviously a difficult season for Dalvin Cook. Averaged just over three yards. Showed up really not in great football shape. Had to work himself there. We'll see if anyone is interested in the former Pro Bowler. Meanwhile, for the Carolina Panthers, owner David Tepper was fined by the NFL yesterday $300,000 because of a video that surfaced online after Sunday's tough Carolina Panthers loss. It appeared in the video that Tepper threw the contents of his drink at a Jaguars fan. He released a statement after this penalty saying he is deeply passionate about his team and regrets his behavior. He should have let Tepper's statement, NFL stadium security, handle any issues, and he respects the league's code of conduct and discipline. All right, Rap Sheet, appreciate you. Interesting to see that resolve with the league and David Tepper and still to come on our show. Which teams look so much different they did in week one? Whiteboard Wednesday right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, football! Here we go, whiteboard Wednesday. D'Amico Ryans. We're starting the first topic with the head coach of the Houston Texans. All right. Reporters, we are a completely different team. They, being the Colts, are a completely different team. When asked whether or not the Texans' Week 2 matchup against the Colts was a reliable way to predict the outcome for this weekend. Week 2 feels like five years ago. The team, you think, is also completely different heading into Week 18. When you compare it to the way the season started, Peter is... My team won Week 1. I think they took care of business. It wasn't about Week 1. It was about the first two months of the season. The Packers are like this well-oiled machine the past few weeks. And watching Jordan Love, it's like there's no doubt. Remember, even as recent as a month ago, it's like, is he really the future of the franchise? Are they going to have to draft another quarterback? Are they going to have to make a move to the exit? Love looks as good as Rodgers these days. Like, he was awesome on Sunday night. And I know it was a game that a lot of people had already just been footballed out. There had been so much Saturday, so much Sunday. It was New Year's Eve. Two teams probably not going to make the Super Bowl, either one of these squads. And you got Tariko and Collinsworth wearing tuxedos. It was great. Jordan Love was the star of the day. And he was so good. And if there's anything I regret from our New Year's Day show, we didn't give enough love to what Jordan right. Love did because he was yeah. so, so wonderful. How about Love versus Fields this weekend? It's I'm awesome. Way in it's, it's a great game. Great game. There's so much at stake for both teams and for both quarterbacks. I'm going to say the Packers, totally different field towards them. It looks like mm. they're an established offensive unit, whereas going into the season – I don't know if we knew any of the wide receivers' names, and I certainly don't know if we had an answer on their quarterback. We didn't know Bo Melton. Bo Melton. Since they put Bo Melton in the lineup, Jordan Love's been balling. Just throw the ball to Bo. Bo knows. I'm not going to do that. I'm rolling with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. This is a little bit on the opposite end of the spectrum that Shreggs is talking about. I remember earlier in the season, the Jags go to London. They get two victories. They stay there. And we're talking about the Jags as one of the hottest and best teams in the AFC. Since then, they've struggled. They've lost four out of their last five. Trevor Lawrence is going through an injury. They were able to beat the Carolina Panthers last week. They're going to finish up with the Tennessee Titans. I say it all the time. You can be struggling towards the end of the season. doesn't matter who they play or who they finish their season with. They got the win last week. If they can beat the Tennessee Titans, get a better field going, maybe they can make a run. But I just think about this Jacksonville team, and it was conversations of them making a run for the one seed. And since then, it seems like it's gone the exact opposite way for this team. I got I to gotta say, these guys, the Browns. Mm. Browns played the Bengals week one, destroyed them. Joe Burrow threw for less than 100 yards. I, there's all kinds of things I had forgotten about this game. Here. The whole lead in the AP report was that how Jamar Chase had called the Browns elves, and he said, you're a bunch yes. of elves. Yes. And then afterwards, they came to him and said, what do you think? He's like, look, man, we got beat by a bunch of elves. I regret nothing. 
And then you read it and it's just like Deshaun Watson hyping Nick Chubb as the best in the world and they're running here and running. Like that's there's nothing like that going on. True. I don't even know what Joe Flacco was doing in that game. It was played he was at a kids lacrosse practice or something. <laughs> and now he's surging towards the playoffs as a terrifying team and playing the best football of his life. Throwing to Amari Cooper and Chubb is gone and Watson's gone. It's just a bygone. That feels like I'm reading a report from 1991. No, it was like four months ago. They've changed a lot. Michael Moore was yes. George Foreman. And he was knocked out by a right cross by the champ. And he becomes the oldest heavyweight champ ever out of the Browns. Like, they've, they, the world has changed since this thing was the way it was at the beginning of the season. It's Cleveland for me. The only thing What's that next? stayed the same is Jamar Chase is still saying still talking. things about teams. You're right. He still doubles down on it You're after right, a loss. You're so. Right. Uh, see what he said about the Chiefs secondary, and he's like, no, it's still yeah. true. All right, when asked about being sacked five times by the Texans on Sunday, Ryan Tannehill told reporters he feels, quote, Kyle will like this, like John Wick at the end of the movie. Which sure. one? Which John Wick? There's four, I believe, now. The action hero that you would compare to a current NFL player, Peter, would be? Do you know who Max Rockatansky is? Max Rockatansky. It's great like name. I do. You know, hope is a mistake. Uh -huh. If you can't fix what's broken, you will go insane. Mad Max Crosby. Oh. Give me Max Crosby on the thing in Mad Max Fury Road, just going after good. it like Hardy. Really good. I think Mad Max <laughs> in the desert of Vegas, coming through oh. those sands. This guy that is with reckless abandon coming after quarterbacks. He reminds me of Tom Hardy in Mad Max Fury Road. Max Rakitensky is his name, but you're talking about a, a guy who's trying to save the world. Max Crosby might be the last person in a Raiders uniform at the end of the apocalypse, whatever it is. He's perfect as a Raider. He's perfect down there in the desert, and I want to see him. The thing on, driving yeah. through the sand. I think he's got that guitar with fire that shoots out of it and everything. Boom, boom, boom. Here's the first alias that comes up for Mad Max is Blood Bag. Why is that even more applicable to, Matt, to Max Crosby? As soon as you said desert, I was, I was the yeah. Vegas desert. No. I was yes, all in. Perfect. You ever seen that movie? You ever see Fury yeah. Road? Oh, it's one of the best movies of the 21st century. Yeah. It's Jordan awesome. Miller. Yeah. Charlize. Charlize. One arm. Oh, yes, yeah. sir. I'm going with a guy that's just more normal looking. I think <laughs> action hero, you can just walk around and just blend in in plain sight. And the next thing you know, when things need to get popping, you are ready. I'm going with... Jason Bourne oh. as Brock Purdy. Yes, these guys can walk through the train station. You can walk anywhere, just have the earpiece in and just be moving about. And nobody is suspicious of you. No one thinks anything. And then as soon as things start to go off, the unexpected, you are the star of the show. That is Jason Bourne. No matter what, they doubt him. They continue to try to do things. He still comes out on top. That is the story of Brock Purdy. This young-looking guy, no facial hair, no nothing, just walks in. You're like, who's this kid next thing you know you snap him the ball and he gets to work and he just starts balling and they continue to doubt him jason Bourne as brock purdy and the first born identity is that scene where Bourne doesn't even know he has these fighting yeah. skills the next thing, yeah. and yet he's just like what the, what the <laughs> hell am i doing and that's like purdy just all of a sudden be like wow i'm the best player in the league yeah. with, with tom hiddleston and uh spider-man is that the same kind of feeling of tom like, holland tom holland like yeah. wait what yeah and he does look a little like tom holland i guess so yeah a little bit or Bourne opens that box and he's got 10 passports in there. Purdy's like, what kind of quarterback do I want to be today? Damn right. Yep. I'm going to go with this one. This is maybe a little bit of a deep cut. Trevor Lawrence and Dolph Lundgren. All right, Dolph Lundgren, many of you probably know from Rocky IV. Here's the deal. Like, just perfect genetics. You're like, I, I, how, are, how are you on this planet? A lot of blonde hair, a crazy physique. Even the Drago characters, he's, he's not a machine. He's a man. It feels that way for Lawrence. Lundgren, 
never reached the heights of uh, Schwarzenegger, of a Stallone, or a Van Damme. And I love Lundgren and Universal Soldier, a deep cut called Red Scorpion, all that stuff. What's the future for Lawrence? Because he is genetic perfection, and everybody is still drooling over him from the day he was at Clemson. Mm. We're going to have some conversations about Trevor Lawrence in the offseason. We are going to have some conversations. I hope the season ends well. I hope they get to the playoffs and they win games. Dolph never quite jumped up to that level, all right? Super respected guy. I love him. Love him. We'll spend a lot of time. One of those guys here. I'd like Trevor to make the jump. Don't be Dolph. Be Stallone. We'll see where it goes. Distinct jaw and chin structure for those two as well. He and Bridget Nelson were... Hot and heavy. Oh my gosh. And you know what was really happening though? It was Balboa. <laughs> you, know, you know that. Dolph wasn't doing it as Balboa. I know. <laughs> Check your X account. NFL Films has put you on notice. Since the Finns are in for the first time ever, Hard Knocks is going to the playoffs. I guess we never really knew that that's a stipulation yeah. that if you're an in season team, which you just saw the seventh episode of Hard Knocks in season with the mm. Miami Dolphins. It's available right now on Max. And the eighth episode airs next Tuesday, 9 p.m. on HBO. And then it's every Tuesday for the duration of Miami's postseason run. I wonder if you're like, you sign that away. If you mm. make it into January, cameras are there. We finally have a Hard Knocks in the postseason. Great. Let's get greedy, though. Okay. If not the Dolphins, what team would you like to see on Hard Knocks and follow them through the playoffs, Jay? I'm going to roll with the Rams and follow them through. I think what yeah. Bay has done this year. And then there's so many guys on this team, and Shregs has pointed this out throughout the season, that you're not aware of. He was telling us Kobe Turner yesterday was on the Shregs Fab Five list, and he also mentioned Byron Young. These are guys on their young defensive line throughout their entire roster. Kobe Durant, so many guys that you're like, oh, I didn't know that guy was such a good player. I I want to see the Rams. I want to see McVay at work with this team and what he's been able to do. And of course, I mean, let's get to know Puka Nakua a little bit. A little better. bit, a so little bit. I'm all in for it on the Rams. How about some guys we know pretty well? How about those Eagles? Uh, things seem to be melting down a little bit on the outside looking in. All we hear about is friction and all this stuff. All right, when the rubber hits the road, how's it going to go in the playoffs? They're likely going to be the five seed, having to go to Tampa and then. Guess what? They'll probably be playing San Francisco in the second round if they get past Tampa. So give me that Eagles thing because I'll tell you what, it's nice when the going's good. It's rough when the going's not. Because it's a fun watch, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, sure. I look from a historical perspective. The Rams won a Super Bowl recently, mm-hmm. Eagles pretty recently. The front runners, Ravens and Niners, they've won one. If Cleveland wins the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I want it documented. Yeah. I want camera crews from start to finish. If Cleveland wins the Super Bowl for that city in that town, it's like Flacco and LeBron. Like that, that's it's it's it would be so much not just football history, American history. I want the cameras all the way. There's some other team will probably win it, and it'll be great and it'll be fun. And maybe the Dolphins will win it. But Cleveland is a difference maker. And maybe one team that we don't know is gonna be in it yet. Seahawks. All right. They're both looking to punch their ticket. We're gonna talk NFC playoffs. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, football. Talk about the NFC side of things, Peter, shall we? Let's go. You've got the Rams now clinched, so there's one spot that's still available that's a wild card. We know that the NFC South will be determined whether the Bucks can beat the Panthers or not and who wins between Falcons and Saints. But the Packers mm-hmm. at the seventh seed, they're winning in. They beat the Bears, they're in. They lose, things open up a little bit, and the Seahawks can get in if they beat the Cardinals. So really interesting, Packers at home, Lambeau. Should be easy against the Bears, right? Imagine Fields goes and beats them. Oh. That's, that's a huge deal for both those teams. Yes. I love that yeah. game. There's a lot at stake even for the Bears who aren't in the picture. Yeah. It's cool. So, the Hawks are there still, too. They are. They're, they're hanging around. Green Bay and Lurking. Seattle, the two teams most likely to occupy that final wild card spot in the NFC. If you take a look at their season so far, it's pretty even, except the Packers are about a year younger on average. Not that has anything to do with the playoffs. Okay. Um, being that they are the youngest team in the NFL. So... Who's more dangerous right. when it comes to a potential 7C? Do you think it is the Green Bay Packers, Jason, or who Peter said looks completely different than September or the Seattle Seahawks? I'm going with the, the Green Bay Packers on this one. And a lot of it has to do with Jordan Love. Shrugs your shoulder all over cool plays, bro. His footwork and making throws all over the field. But it's how well he has played throughout the latter part of the football season, how he's getting better, and then who he's throwing the ball to. I think that is a ton of fun yeah. as you watch this Packers team because you they haven't reached their full potential. You still don't know how much more you're going to get from a guy like Jaden Reed who's come on as made fantasy owners go nuts as he just scored touchdown after touchdown. A guy like Bo Melton is over 100 yards this week for them catching the ball and scores a touchdown. Christian Watson's not even out there. Romeo Dobbs, Tucker Kraft. There's so many guys that have stepped up for this Packers team. And they've 5-2 and two in their last seven games. I want to roll with a team when I'm talking about danger, a team that's getting hot around this time of the year. As you see what Jordan Love's numbers have been in the last six games and where those rank. So, for me, I want a team where a quarterback has the ability to bring his team back. We've seen that from Jordan Love throughout this football season. And for the Green Bay Packers and their young core and everything that they have going, Aaron Jones went off in this past game. 
I'm excited about them to see, hey, you win this game, you're in, of how far they can potentially get and just how much better this football team is getting because mm-hmm. they're so young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were fun to watch. So I'll tell you a team that wasn't fun to watch. What a terrible loss the Seahawks had. Yeah. You control your own destiny. You take care of business. You just had two great wins back-to-back mm-hmm. with Drew Locke coming back mm-hmm. against the Eagles and then Geno Smith doing what he did, driving them all the way back. And then you lose at home. Not only lose at home, give up 202 rushing yards at home. The Seahawks defense, Pete Carroll's defense. Mason Rudolph went 18 to 24 for 274. This is an offense that's been anemic all year long, and they just went up and down yeah. the field and had their way. I have great regret if I'm the Seahawks this morning. I also think, gosh, we've got a shot here because the Bears could beat the Packers. Yep. The Bears could take care of business. Beat the Bears playing good football. And the Seahawks have played well against the two teams that they would face as the two seed. Look who's going to be. Let's go first to Seahawks-Cowboys. That was that Thursday night shootout that we had after Thanksgiving where it was like, all right, DK Metcalf is going to end Deron Bland's uh, Defensive Player of the Year campaign in one night, which he did. The Seahawks lost this game, but they put (laughs) up about 400 yards of offense on a good Cowboys team in Dallas. So who's scary? Well, if they go to Dallas... I sure know the Seahawks aren't scared to walk in there. Mm. They had their way with the Seahawks defense, the Dallas defense, and, yeah. and they were all over the place. They could have had this game. Okay, well then, what if they play Philly? What if Dallas somehow loses to the Commanders and Philly gets the two seed? Well, we know what happened in this game. This was the Monday night game that was flexed. Drew Locke went 92 yards in less than two minutes and took his team all the way downfield. And the Seahawks already beat the Eagles. So who's more dangerous? I think the age thing does matter. This is going to be Jordan Love's first playoff game. All those wide receivers, their first playoff game. A lot of those guys are going to be wide-eyed going into Dallas. And who knows how that's going to go. Seahawks, Pete Carroll at coach. And with all those players, with Bobby Wagner on defense, all those guys who have been there, done that, I just think more dangerous. Well, the Seahawks certainly are going to have the deer in headlights look. We know that. They'll come ready to play. But gosh, what a terrible loss last week against Pittsburgh. Really one of the Mm. worst losses any team has had this season. I, I wish I could counter you, but I can't. Let me pull back the curtain a little bit. We do the anger run segment on Tuesday. It's a lot of screaming and shirts and scepters and all that. But it actually, we put a lot of thought into it every Tuesday about who should make the list. Super producer Steve Korn, we talk about some submissions. Should this person make it? Should this person make it? This week, we're like, well, Najee Harris is definitely in, and Jalen Warren's definitely in, and I think that's all we need. The downside of it is we had four submissions for angry runs this week, and they were all against the Seahawks defense. This was a rough segment for Seattle, and I love Seattle. And Seattle has won angry runs this year, and they have a guy in Walker who can win it every week. This was an absolute annihilation. We used to have a guy, I'm not even going to mention his name, it's a DB, I'm not even sure he's in the league anymore, who was like, he was our guy in angry runs because he was on it every time as a DB. Like, he would always get us home. He would get trucked so hard, and I'm not going to say his name, but he is permanently in the angry runs intro. This, the Seahawks embodied that player as an 11-man crew. And so I wanted to say, hold on a sec, though, hold on. That was unfair. Maybe it was gratuitous. The Seahawks defense really does bring it. Then you do the research. You want to see the last six games of the Seahawks run defense? Uh-oh. And this, this is, I'm just piling on now. This is the last six games, the stretch run of the season. Guys, not 31st, not 30th. DFL in rushing yards, rushing touchdowns. DFL. And guess who they're playing this week? They're going against, I don't give a bleep, James Conner, and I'll go for 200 yards against you in the last game of the season. Don't care. The Seahawks rushing defense. And it's like, I want to look at it and say, Guys, I'm sorry, Camp Chancellor ain't walking through that door. 
Bobby Wagner actually is walking through that door, but I guess not. I don't know where Earl Thomas is out there, somebody out there wilding. I, I don't know what Earl's <laughs> up to, but he's not walking through the door. They can't tackle, they can't stop the run. So listen, this is December and January football. Stop the run, run the ball. They can't do it. I like Seattle, a lot of the things they have going on and Geno and Locke and what you pointed out, Peter. You hand the ball. That that play that, that Alabama ran at the end of the game against Michigan would have gone for 60 yards against <laughs> Seattle. Just right up the middle, untouched. Just bam. You could have snapped it 30 yards. You could have run back, picked it up, and just run through 50 different tackles. Seattle, I'm not, I'm not doing this gratuitously. Those are the stats. You've had a really hard time stopping the run. It's playoff time. I, I can't get excited about it. You are so irked by that play call. Because the worst Alabama. call, I mean, I, I hate that call more than I hate Russell Wilson to Ricardo Lockett. Like, I, I hate it so much. It had no chance. It was. I, I felt terrible for Alabama. I felt yeah, terrible for everybody. You a Notre Dame fan. You know who the offensive coordinator is? Tommy Reese. I'm a big... No. Yeah. Let me see. I grew up with Tommy Reese. He's close <laughs> friends with my brother. He grew up playing Mario Kart in my basement. Really? I'm not oh, kidding. Wow. He's from Lake Bluff, Illinois. I, I have met Tommy Reese many times when he was a kid at Lake Forest for the scouts. Great quarterback. Uh, I love Tommy Reese. I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> I love you, Tommy. You got a huge, bright future. That was terrible. And they, they caught like seven timeouts before they called yep. it. Yeah. And it's like, we have the center who cannot execute a shotgun snap. So what should we do? Let's do a shotgun snap into our quarterback's feet and have him just dive into the line and let's get Michigan <laughs> celebrate. I hated it. I, they, that game deserved better. <laughs> that was perfect. We needed to hear Thank that. Thank you. Let's, um, we have a thread that goes back to last season. So week 18, if we remember the way this ended, the Lions were informed before the game that they had nothing to play for before they faced the Packers at Lambeau. This is because the Seahawks had won, so they were in. But that left a flame ignited for the Packers. If the Packers had beat the Lions last week 18, they would have been in. So the Lions go in there. Uh, there's no reason for them to fight the way that they did, but there they are. There goes Aaron Rodgers walking off at Lambeau for the final time, what we would learn later. The, the Lions played out of their minds. Dan Campbell was fired up, and thus was birthed the Detroit Lions experience that we got in the offseason, and we were all fired up for <laughs> Bye-bye. Jordan Love, now the quarterback for the Packers, was asked how it feels to be in the same spot again this season. I think remembers last year. A lot of the guys were on the team. We know exactly how it went down and just how kind of sick that taste was losing that game and, you know, not making it to the playoffs. So I think a lot of guys in that locker room remember that. But at the same time, it's a new year. So we got that mentality that we just got to go win, go handle business next week. But, I mean, we've had the mentality that every game so far has been a playoff game, and it's a win in advance mentality. So we know what we got to do. So it is a different cast of characters, mm -hmm. but he's got the right thought about it, that they know that feeling, what happened existed. The, pa the Packers do. So how do the Packers avoid what happened the last year, which was a massive letdown in Week 18? This time it could come at the hand of the Bears. Isn't this so fun? You look at this Bears team, and you think about that Lions team last year, of the season's coming to an end. And this Bears team has been really good. They've won five out of their last seven. The two losses have been the two playoff teams. They have fourth quarter leads of 10-plus points. And now you look at that Lions team last year. We talked about how hot they are. If they would have gotten in, how good of a team they can be. For Green Bay, you're coming into this game. And I think the biggest difference of last year, you're watching that team. And that team was like being held on by threads. There was so much hope for us in the yeah. sports media. We're like, they have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Somehow or another, they'll figure it out. For this Green Bay team, just go play. Like, this is totally different of a team. It's not just the quarterback leading the way. They have weapons around them. And they have young guys that have stepped up and have played good football. Forget about what happened last year. You don't have to think 
think about that, there's a totally different quarterback, and I think it's a totally different energy around this football team. So I'm not going to sit here and compare and say, all right, well, in order not for, to, for this to happen, you have to hand the ball off to Aaron Jones 15 times. You have to throw the ball. Just go play football. Do what you've been doing to finish out this season. You're not holding on by a thread like that Green Bay team was last year. This is my mm -hmm. favorite kind of Week 18 game. Let me explain why. The Dolphins-Bills game, when they walk into the building, they know what's going on. They know what already has to happen. They just have to take care of their own business. This is scoreboard watching. This is at 4.30. Nance and Romo are on the call. So you got the CBS guys oh. doing the NFC game. Yeah. Meanwhile, Seahawks-Cardinals is going on also at the same time. Mm -hmm. So as the Bears and Packers are playing, it's not like, oh, that all happened earlier in the day, like last year where the Packers knew yeah. if we win, we're in. They're still winning in, but there's also this window of like, oh, gosh, and the Seahawks are winning, and if we lose, we're definitely out, we're eliminated. I find this fascinating. There's going to be so many games on the screen at one time. Bears-Packers, the most important one in the NFC. Win and in. Focus on that. Matt LaFleur gets a lot of love as a great regular season coach. It's a lot of criticism as a guy who can't win the big one. Well, here's a big one. You lost the big one last year in week 18. Don't lose this one. It's the biggest game of the week. I love it. I don't care. I know Bills Dolphins is massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it so much because you want to say the Bears have nothing to gain. The Bears have everything to gain. If Matt Eberflus goes in there and they end the Packers season, that's the biggest Bears win in years. Years. Justin Fields is playing for his life. If he goes, he's never beat the Packers. He's never done it. Never. To beat them there now, eliminated. Guys, that's huge. I think he's coming back. It's, how could you not bring Justin Fields back after you win the season like this and he does that? At the same time, if you're a Packers fan, you're like, let's break this thing over our knee. Just like we destroyed them week one in their house, we own the Bears. We own them when Rodgers was here. We're going to own them when Rodgers was gone because our quarterback is the real deal like it always is. It's so big. To answer the question, I, I, the X's and O's, but we'll talk about the rest of the week. The symbolism of this and the importance of this, it would be a devastating blow to either team that loses in its own way. The, pack, the Bears lose this game 31 to 13. It might be poof. It's good night, Irene. The quarterback, the coach, we don't know. Such high stakes for a yeah. team that's eliminated and a team that's 8-8. Eight eight. I feel like this is the NFC Championship game. I love this game. You had the same... Uh sensationalism about when they've played each other week one huge you were, because but it was a different feeling it yeah. was like set the tone for the bears like, we hadn't seen love we had not seen yeah love. i know and, and he came out and he was great we didn't yeah. know what version of fields we were gonna get either i know um can you imagine like talk about a team that's changed so much since week one to week 18 the chicago bears they changed from week 12 to yes. week 18 you know it was they were dead in the water and now they're alive it should start over fields talk yeah. <laughs> you're right that was out there oh abra Flus has done a really good job credit him coach Flus. <laughs>You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.